The Will You Grow Show goes live Sundays 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. To receive notifications, click the subscribe button beneath this video or visit YouTube's Will You Grow channel to see more shows and videos. And now, here's Will You founder Angelique Meadow with this week's Will You Grow Show. Welcome to the Will You Grow Show. How are you? I'm Angelique, founder of Will You and WillYouGrow.com, an inspirational multimedia company that provides education and mentoring to nurture empowerment and joy. Our weekly grow show begins by tackling touchy subjects that'll tickle your tempestuous thoughts, fan your eternal flame, and salve your soul with hope. Halfway through, we'll take a 60-second look at what people have to say, and then we'll go hands-on to share tips and tools to begin implementing today's lesson into your life. Here in the studio with me today are our audio aficionado, Ben. Making it sound good. <laughs> <laughs> and our video Santa, Neil. If it's blurry, it's someone else's fault. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they help make this show happen while sharing their personal perspectives and colorful commentary. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Life and Nature, who keep our hearts beating and our world turning, and by the Carrie Campbell Foundation which supports creative video content that increases love among all people. Love that! We say thank you to the Carrie Campbell Foundation and each and every sponsor and donor. We'd also like to thank each and every viewer who hits the subscribe button and the notification bell, the like button, and the share button today. It helps the channel grow and makes it easier for new people to find and watch our videos. Now, on to today's episode. Have we ever loved someone who did not love us in return? Whether it's a friend, a sibling, a parent, or a lover, unrequited love is a form of abandonment. Feelings of abandonment can be traumatic and limit our perception of ourself and life. It can also limit our ability to give and receive love. Abandonment wounds act like a magnet. This magnet attracts people and situations to us to mirror the very same feeling of our original experience of abandonment. This occurs again and again and again, like the movie Groundhog Day, until we heal the original wound. Today's episode is about how we can heal and free ourselves after abandonment and attract new, different, and more enjoyable life experiences. Hooray for that! I've heard many stories about the deep-seated fear that accompanies abandonment while mentoring people to overcome addictions. This fear of separation from love and loved ones is at the heart of many unhappy lives. Not only is there unhappiness from the original wounding of abandonment, there is also often secondary abandonment when we decidedly abandon the possibility of life being different and more enjoyable than it's been in the past. It is this second form of abandonment that I'd like to address today because life can be different. 
it can be different than it has been. Just because we haven't experienced it before does not mean that it doesn't exist. And I am living proof. I could share hours of stories, but for the purposes of this episode about abandonment, I will share my story of healing from abandonment, which is still in process. The feelings I'm about to express are my perspective, and they are not intended to slight or harm anyone. With that said, in my childhood, I felt abandoned. Looking back on this now as an adult, I can see that this abandonment benefited me by allowing me to become independent. This is an uncommon quality, which I am certainly glad to have. However, with respect to my feelings and experience as a child at that time, it felt empty and hurtful. My dad and my mom were both married, and they were together, and we all did live in the same house. So physically, we weren't separated. I wasn't abandoned from their physical presence, but the care that goes along with the emotional part of life just wasn't present. This made me feel unsafe and unhappy. These feelings were mirrored and repeated in my close relationships in my adult life. And since that's all I'd ever experienced, I didn't know there was anything else. Although I longed for something more. Unaware at the onset, I dated men who used lies, manipulation, and addictions to prop up their insecurities. I did not knowingly choose to date addicts. I unconsciously magnetized and manifested the exact same feelings of abandonment from childhood within my relationships as an adult. At best, these relationships mirrored Willie Nelson's song. She's a good-hearted woman in love with a good time and man. <laughs> I ain't no Willie, but I try. We'll get you some pigtails. I know, I know. And at worst, these relationships married Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. Human sound effects, man. <laughs> and it burned, burned, burned. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> like the worst heartburn you could ever imagine before, during, and afterwards. I found that my relationships made me feel unsafe, reliably disappointed, and unhappy. And I could not see and was not aware that my partner was lying until late in the relationship when I was deeply involved. Then, when I realized their true colors, I chose to loyally stay with them until I became critically unwell. This repeatedly was my same choice from childhood, to stay loyal to my parents. After more than 40 years of repeating that same experience, I gave up hope that any close family-type relationship could be supportive or nurturing of me. After my last relationship, 
I stopped hoping that anyone or anything could be the answer to my problem, and I concentrated on healing my unconscious wounds of abandonment. It's been hard at times, I'm not going to deny that, but it's been nowhere near as difficult as experiencing those relationships. Since my healing work, I am happy to say that I continue to experience incremental, new, wonderful, unexpected, and respectful changes in my interactions with men. One example that may sound silly to some, but was delightful for me, occurred while I was walking for exercise. I was enjoying the light, sweet scent of the spring blooms and the warm caress of the easy breeze and the dappled sunlight on the grass before my feet. And I noticed a tulip tree flower that had fallen onto the road just a few steps ahead of me. Engrossed in its beauty and the fact that Mother Nature laid it there on the road in pristine condition for me to see, I stopped to pick it up. When I stood up, a man stopped his truck to ask, Are you okay? I saw you bent down. Yes, I'm great, thank you, I said. Okay, God bless you, he said, and drove away, neither heckling me nor hitting on me. And this was so refreshing that I giggled at his truck as it chortled down the drive. <laughs> the first ever. Although I am neither in nor interested in manifesting an intimate relationship at this time, my healing work continues to expand and impact my life in a very meaningful way for me. I am proud of and content with my choice to heal. Now, the wisest, quickest, most certain, and least demanding way that I've found to say goodbye to abandonment is to know and own our needs and choose to meet them ourselves. We owe this to ourself, to our happiness, and to our future. Why? Because no one owes this to us. No one else is responsible for meeting our needs. If we mistakenly expect others to be responsible for meeting our needs, this will eventually lead to their resentment of us and potentially debilitate their wellness physically, emotionally, and energetically. If we do not choose to take time to know and meet our own needs, how can we expect others to meet them? If we do not know what we need, we will not be able to express our needs. Other people are not supposed to read our minds or give up their own life purpose in order to fulfill us or prove to us that they love us. This behavior sounds controlling and needy, doesn't it? <laughs> when we don't know what we need, we may be imposing this controlling, needy behavior on others, whether we know it or not. So why might we not know what we need? Well, in my situation, I didn't know my needs because my parents didn't know or fulfill theirs, so I didn't have a mentor for this. I'm not blaming them. I just took the time to search back and ask myself, why? So here's another reason. 
We might not know our needs because we may be afraid of knowing our needs because we're afraid that they may never be met. By not learning our needs, we may be trying to save ourselves from the disappointment of them never being fulfilled. Regardless of the reason we don't know our needs, if we don't know them, chances are they may never be fulfilled. By refusing to get to know our needs, we abandon our own chance for fulfillment. Because not knowing our needs is a pretty sure sign that they won't happen. And when our needs are not known and not met, we may be tempted to abandon our best self and substitute our true needs with drink, drug, and distraction to take ourselves away from our feelings and thoughts and numb out from the pain. So, to avoid this trap of not learning our needs because we're afraid <laughs> that they won't be met, we can remind ourselves that if we don't know our needs, how can those needs ever be met? In this instance, knowledge is power. So, how can we know what we need? If we're unsure of what we need, or would like a clearer picture of what we need, we can do one vital thing to help us learn. It is so vital, in fact, that if we skip this, it may cause us years of frustration. This one vital thing is wholehearted willingness to learn. Wholehearted willingness to learn. By that, I mean that our whole self wants to know what our needs are. And this may sound obvious, but if we are currently wholeheartedly willing to know our needs, we would already know them. So, <laughs> let's get real with our bad self and admit that there is part of us that does not want to know our needs or expects that they will magically be fulfilled by some Cinderella or Prince Charming or Savior. As the old saying goes, God helps those who help themselves. So let's get to getting. So are you wholeheartedly willing to know your needs? If not, what would it take for you to become ready? While you take this question to heart, we'll take a quick break to see what people have to say. When we come back, we'll hear from the crew, then talk tips, tools, and elements from Mother Nature to free us to say, Abandonment be gone! The Will You Grow Show will now take 60 seconds to check in with you. If you're wondering how to apply a Grow Show topic to your life, here's what people say about mentoring with Angelique. I was the oldest of four children, and I grew up in a family that learned to take care of each other and learned to take care of other people. Somehow I missed the part that said I should be taking care of myself as well. I'm now taking care of my husband. When I met Angelique, I knew that we had a connection with each other. And her ability to give me confidence to strengthen this belief that is not selfish for me to care about myself has been one of the more powerful things that has happened to me. I hope that you will consider 
looking in the mirror and saying, will you care for you? Self-care is not selfish. This is your girl. Um, <laughs> Self-care is not selfish. If you really want to dig deep and stop living on the surface, then schedule a conversation with Angelique. And now, back to the Will You Grow show with Will You founder, Angelique Meadow. Welcome back. Before we dive into tips and tools, let's see what the crew has to say about today's topic. I got one. I hope it fits. I hope it's relevant. You know, it's, it's graduation season and my little baby, little baby Zoe, is uh, graduating and turning 18 and starting her new life of quasi-adulthood or the beginning stages of adulthood. So all, I guess, I don't know, I guess all parents, but maybe mainly fathers at this stage have a sense that their babies are abandoning them and no longer need them. And so now we have to have to change course and figure out, well, how do I, how do I handle this emotionally? What do I, what do I, what do I do to... You know, be a better, better dad, a different kind of dad than what I've been for the last 18 years. Uh, you know, there, I'm not that old. There's old fashioned dads who consistently and constantly bark orders at their children. Get over and do that. Oh, you're doing that. Oh, you're stupid. That's not the right thing to do. I don't want to do that. So it's time to change course and uh, figure, a, figure out a new parenting strategy. So to, to help alleviate that sense of my baby abandoning me. I love that you brought up um, caring for emotions. Yeah. Because that's something that dads don't always do. Oh, no. And it, it's really going to be important because I know you're trying to be logical, as most dads do, well, to sure. try to get themselves through the emotions by being logical. However, the emotions can run you right over. <laughs> I don't think emotions and logic coexist very well together. <laughs> so this would be the time to make sure that you don't abandon your emotions. Right. Your emotions are actually really important. And if your emotions are running high and they're emotion of fear, you might not be the kind of dad you want to be for right. Zoe at that moment and say things or do things which are insensitive, not because there's something bad or wrong about you, but because your emotions weren't cared for by you. Yep. So this gives you a great opportunity to stay in touch and ask, how do I feel? And how can I care for my feelings right now? Okay. And learn to do it for yourself. Right. Rather than leaning on somebody else. I've got homework. <laughs> We all have homework. Go, Dad. <laughs> go, Dad, go. Now, it's metaphysical tool time. Our healing stone for today is the Quantum Quattro. The stone I have here is from Namibia. Quantum Quattro Silica is a stone of healing, protection, and intuitive communication. The frequencies of this stone connect to the third eye, throat, heart, and earth star chakra. What is the Earth Star Chakra, you might ask? The Earth Star Chakra connects one's personal energy, and thereby all one's bodily chakras, to the greater earthly 
and universal energies. This connection allows for feelings of grounding, stability, and well-being, which I find to be of ultimate importance. By using quantum quattro during grounding techniques and meditation, I've found this stone helped me to acknowledge and let go of emotional traumas and release emotional patterns. And Ben, I believe you've got an even deeper dive into the goodness of quantum quattro, yes? We're diving in. (laughs) Spiritually, quantum quattro clears psychic vision. When used with intention and sincerity, it could bring about a better world. Meditate with it and clearly visualize the positive changes you wish to put in place to offset the negative expectations that abound around us. The combination symbolizes wholeness and peace. Environmentally or physically, placed on an area of imbalance, this stone gently restores equilibrium. If one stone is placed on the third eye and another on the solar plexus, mind, body, and emotions are balanced. Psychologically, quantum quattro is particularly effective at healing the effects of grief in past or present life and releasing heartache held within the physical body. It draws out deep feelings and psychosomatic causes, breaking unwanted ties and outworn patterns, and it teaches us how to take responsibility for our actions, thoughts, and feelings. Supporting a positive attitude to life and instilling the ability to tune into one's resources, Quantum Quattro is especially helpful when you do not know what to do next, as it indicates direction. A strong mental cleanser and detoxifier, this stone releases the need to control others. Emotionally, this stone is a powerful healer for the heart and activator for the higher heart chakra. Drawing out negative emotions such as guilt from the solar plexus chakra, this stone reverses destructive emotional programming. Acting as a bridge to emotional healing, especially for the inner child. Clearing festering wounds and forgotten hearts, dissolving grief, betrayal, and sorrow, it is extremely effective for healing the pain of abandonment. This stone teaches that difficulty in relationships is a mirroring of an inner separation from the self. Repairing that link and drawing in love at all levels, Quantum Quattro heals an emotional black hole that is desperate for love. This stone clears away perceptions as to how love ought to be and brings in a new vibration of love. It is beneficial to relationships that have become rocky, stabilizing and healing the home and personal interaction. Quantum Quattro efficiently breaks the cycle of karmic codependency that occurs within addictions or obsessive relationships. It helps caretakers or partners realize that they can neither do it for the addict or partner nor control their behavior. This stone assists standing by placidly while the other soul follows its journey, but also indicates when intervention would be positive. All of this is from the Crystal Bible 2 by Judy Hall. Thank you, Ms. Judy Hall. That's a powerful stone, man. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. And our healing animals for today are all the animals in the animal shelters. These animals who have been abandoned by others can help us heal our abandonment issues by creating feelings of stability, love, care, and fun in the world. Neil, would you show us how pets can help and heal us, and we can do the same for them? Pets are awesome, whether it be cats, lions, tigers, bears. <laughs> oh my. Whatever, you, whatever your pet <laughs> is, they do wonders for us. For all of us, studies have shown that whether they live with inmates in prison, single people, kids and families, or the elderly and infirmed, 
animals can offer consistent love, care, healing, and transformation for those around them. Each year, approximately one and a half million shelter animals are abandoned and euthanized. 670,000 dogs and 860,000 cats. That's unbelievable. These animals experience emotions just as we do, and the fear and sadness of abandonment can be as debilitating and extreme for them as it is for us. There are programs across the country that bring animals from shelters into various places and situations where they can give and receive attention and affection. Here are some touching and heartwarming examples of dogs and inmates, cats and kids, and cats and the elderly, as they learn from and learn to love each other. His family didn't understand him, and they said that he used to bite people. They thought that he would be a really good candidate for the program, and the first person that they thought of would be Jason in order to get him to where he needed to be. But what I'm mostly trying to do is just send good energy down that leash. You know, look, I got you, bud. We're going to be all right. We're going to do this. You know, send some positive vibes to him. Just let him know that he's going to be safe with me. He kept talking about how sensitive Smokey was. And I didn't understand when he would say sensitive. But actually, I guess he was sensitive to Jason and Jason's emotions. So however Jason was feeling could be projected this way. And every time something would be maybe out of balance, he kind of like, wait a minute, you know, Smokey's acting this way, I need to kind of change my demeanor. They started to develop this bond. The bond is what uh, keeps me going and keeps me uh, striving for more. I'm learning to give trust so I can receive trust. And through that, I, uh, I, I developed a cool relationship right here. So it began. Two tiny kittens that needed to be bottle fed every few hours joined residents at the center. One is Turtle, that's the official name, and then the other one is named Peaches. 
As that muscle memory is re-engaged, holding a baby, giving a baby a bottle, memory channels are completed and reawakened again. And that's what's so lovely about the story of Thelma suddenly recalling, you know, all the cats that she had raised in on the farm where she grew up. We had 19. 19? Well, you're just like a baby. I used to put mine in the, a oh, baby carriage, take it around, and put a dress on it. Those memories are very precious to us because those memories are some of the first things that our residents lose. This was always a nice, happy place, but it is very joyful with their presence. <laughs> she loves you. Sometimes we give comfort and receive comfort at the same time. And that's certainly been the case here. Yeah, that's a good kitty. My ulterior motive in all of this is that this serve as an example. It is an ideal combination, a perfect use of resources for the good of both. And um, I hope that other assisted living homes take our example and take it further. If you feel ready to give your care and attention to a shelter pet and receive love and healing in return, we highly encourage you to head to your local shelter and find your very own new best friend and family member today. Such wonderful ways to give and receive love and heal each other from abandonment. And our healing flower for today is lavender. Lavender is a flower that provides clarity, cleansing, divine alignment, harmony and balance, healing, joy, protection, relaxation and stress relief, relationship healing, releasing guilt and shame, and releasing the pain associated with unrequited love, also known as abandonment. There are also many medicinal properties associated with lavender. Lavender oil is believed to have antiseptic and anti-inflammatory properties, which can help heal minor burns and bug bites. Research suggests that it may be useful for treating anxiety, insomnia, depression, and restlessness. Lavender can be used in many ways, including but not limited to being diffused in the air, mixed with a carrier oil such as apricot kernel oil and applied directly to the skin, made into a poultice, or taken as a tincture. As always, all information here is for informational and educational purposes only, is intended as a general reference for further exploration, and is not a replacement for professional medical advice. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a vacation that soothes my soul with the scent of lavender. Let's head to the fields of France. The following information is taken from the website lilongweekend.com. Fragrant lavender fields can be found popping up everywhere in Provence in summer. It's the most famous crop of the region and one that has held significance for the people of Provence for centuries. But the lavender fields of Provence aren't just a source of pride for the locals. They're also a key Provence attraction that draws in visitors from around the world year after year. To some, 
There's nothing that epitomizes the appeal of Provence more than the purple rows of lavender that pepper the landscape every summer. The lavender fields represent a change of seasons, a ripening of the earth, and a time where life slows to the mercy of the sun's strength. Among the best in the world, these fields are infamous. Come early summer, when the spring poppies have all but disappeared, when bright lavender flowers start to transform the already beatific landscape into a patchwork of color. So, what say ye? Please share your thoughts and feelings about healing abandonment with us so we may learn and grow stronger and more fulfilled together. As always, we thank you for watching and sharing time with us together. If you liked today's show, we'd be honored if you'd hit that subscribe button and the bell to receive weekly updates. Hit the like button to let us know that you like what we're doing and hit the share button to share this message with people you care about. If you feel inspired to give a financial gift to help keep this show coming, click the green Will You circle that's located below this video. Find the words Yes You Can at the top, then look to the right and click the Donate button. All amounts are respected and appreciated. To see more of our videos, they're also available by clicking that green Will You button below this video and then scrolling down. If you'd like to talk with me about mentoring, feel free to schedule your complimentary conversation at willyougrow.com today, and I'll look forward to speaking with you soon. And for now, we bid you adieu. Take excellent care of your very fine self, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Always with love, from Angelique. For more information about programs offered by Will You, Mentoring with Angelique, and to watch video success stories from clients, explore willyougrow.com. If you or your company are interested in inspiring our mutual audience by sponsoring this or another of our programs, let's talk about it. Boost viewer confidence and trust in your company. Call 1-833-WILL-YOU, then press extension number 6. Make sure to click the subscribe button to get reminders before upcoming shows. I bet that's the nicest smelling town in the world. Ooh. The they ought to have a competition for that. Wouldn't uh, that be great? I know. Mm. We don't want to go to the other place, the worst smelling place. <laughs> no. <this>. Somebody would. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat.